I can't wait to hear everyone's uh, reaction to these because mine are just doozies that I find. I like these movies and I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. This is Frank Riker. And this is Darren Sands. And this is a quick fire episode of the Slaughter Lamb podcast. Today's topic guilty pleasures. The stuff that we like, personally, that everyone else probably hates. The majority of the public. Darren, I'm sure your list was quite easy with your guilty pleasures to make up. I know mine was. It was, and I tried to get a bit of variety in there as well. I could have I could have done 50, I think. <laughs> Whittling down to three was, was pretty tough, but I wanted to... I didn't want to pick things that people hadn't heard of, because um, then it's just boring, right? You know, what you can... Who can fire shit back at me if I pick a movie no one's heard of? Um, Sophie's so, Choice. Yeah, exactly. Not that film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my first one is a 1996 movie directed by Michael Bay called The Rock. Now, I I loved this movie the moment that I saw it. You know, a lot of people really hate Michael Bay, the slow motion, the sunsets, the ass shots, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I I actually when I first saw this film I think he'd done one film before this which was um, which was Bad Boys when I first first saw this I just thought what a, what a fantastic idea for an action picture I mean there are problems with it there are there are plot holes and um, goofs in there that you can drive a truck through you know but um, on the whole it's a really exciting well put together superb action movie produced by Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. This was at the point where their relationship was starting to fall apart. Jerry Bruckheimer was getting really pissed off with Don Simpson and his excessive lifestyle. And so this was their last movie together. And they they decided that they were going to kind of dissolve their partnership once this movie had um, uh, had wrapped. But unfortunately, Don Simpson dissolved himself uh, before the movie wrapped shooting and, and actually uh, uh, died of a drug um well, it was a heart attack um, from all the drug abuse that he was, he was going through. And so the movie's dedicated to him anyway. But um, yeah, an absolutely first-class action picture. Sean Connery playing um, an ex-SAS um, soldier called John Mason, who's brought in to, to infiltrate Alcatraz, where a bunch of people have been taken hostage. And he, he goes along with a kind of mild-mannered chemist, um, <laughs> called Stanley Goodspeed, who's played by Nicolas Cage. And the two of them just had excellent love-hate chemistry throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, it, the, 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 there are plot holes in here that, that you can drive a truck through. This happens a lot with Michael Bay's films. There's a scene in this movie where they're about to infiltrate Alcatraz. They have to get in there through a series of cogs that are spitting out fire. And the idea is that Sean Connery times times it so that he goes through and he can let the other guys in. And he says, I memorized the timings of these cogs. So he knows exactly when to roll through them so he doesn't get diced up. And he manages to do it. He rolls through and then comes through and opens the door and lets all the um, Navy SEALs in. Welcome to the rock. And I watched this and I thought, why the fuck didn't he go through that door when he escaped in the first place instead of <laughs> instead of rolling through all these cogs and this fire? 
Uh, so just kind of tiny little uh, plot holes like that are riddled throughout this movie, but on the whole, a great film. The one thing I hate about Michael Bay is after an action sequence happens, there's a calming. It's that slow motion of, uh, of a character turning around or getting up. You know what I mean? It was just like, it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, but he has a kind horrible. of knack. What do you, yeah, I know. I, and it does great on a lot of people. And, and no one shot kind of lasts longer than three seconds at all. It's just so quick cut throughout. Um, and it's, just, it's not just this film. It's all his films. But he kind of has a knack of making things look busy and fast moving when then you know when they're not even kind of dialogue mm-hmm. scenes as well are kind of quick cut like this so that the movie's kind of pushing forward all the time um i kind of don't mind it i don't like all of his films but it doesn't kind of get my goat like it does with a lot of people mm-hmm. um but one of the things before we move on that i wanted to show you was the rock is also has one of my favorite outtakes of all time and um, just take a look at this marker b marker Okay, ready? And elevator doors. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do it. Close your cunt. <laughs> Doesn't close. Another light came on. Carish. Isn't that great? What a fantastic outtake. You know what? You expected uh, Sean Connery to say something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's probably not unusual for him. And the actor in the, in the corner is still, you know, huddling. <laughs> Scared shitless. <laughs> probably in both sequences. <laughs> the real one and that one. Uh, so what you got, Frank? So my first one, my first guilty pleasure is the first Friday the 13th movie I saw in theaters. And that's Jason X. That was the first one. That's wow, the first one I ever would have been, saw. wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I could have saw Jason Goes to Hell, uh, but Jason never caught on. Uh, but Jason X, Jason in Space, I think is a good movie. I think it's fun. Towards the end, you could see they're in space, and in the beginning, you could tell they're in space. But throughout the movie, it's all based upon the ship. Yeah, yeah. And there's no like futuristic. Uh, Real like laser weapons, or as mm-hmm. you know, uh, the one character says, and they're beaming, you know, beaming yeah. up. There's none of that. Um, uh, like one of the best kills is in it, you know, the frozen face slam. Yeah, that's uh, one of the one of the best kills of the franchise, isn't it? With the um, the what is it now? The the what do they call liquid nitrogen, but yeah, and freezes her face and everything. Uh, it's it's also uh, one of the favorite parts I have in it is when they do the hologram. You know, mm. I, I admit that, you know, the robot, you know, getting uh, or the cyborg getting all souped up and kicking his ass. It's, it's kind of cheesy and corny. And yeah. uh, I think the Uber Jason makeup is, is great. Uh, when I met Kane Hodder, uh, I had him sign that particular photo. And uh, because he had a stack of them this big and everything else he did was getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> and I said, I'll have, can I get Uber Jason? He's like, really? Do you want that one? I said, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just recently saw the movie. I thought it was pretty good. He's like. Like, well, damn, <laughs> he, was just, he was happy to sign it. And um, one of my favorite parts was the hologram scene, uh, you know, where the typical ditzy 80, 80s girls, you know, come out and said, You want to have sex and smoke pot? Goes down, picks him up in the, in the uh, bags, and just starts slamming them down back and forth. Yeah. 
Uh, and you hear him scream, ow, ow. <laughs> I think it's great. But yeah, Jason X for me is, is probably my top five of Friday the 13th movies, if people can believe that. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't mind it, actually. I think it got a lot of flack when it came out because it was so far removed from the original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's self-aware, and I don't think it takes itself too seriously one bit. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and as we say, one of the best kills in the whole franchise. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, I think there's a lot to like about um, uh, Jason X. I wouldn't feel too guilty about liking that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your next guilty pleasure. So my next guilty pleasure, um, and a lot of people probably own this but are are unaware of it. If anybody's got the 30th anniversary Halloween 2 DVD or Blu-ray, sorry, um, this is an extra on on that particular Blu-ray. And it's a movie called Terror in the Isles, which is directed by Andrew J. Cohen from 1984. And I remember watching this as a kid, they did a kind of smoke and mirrors thing with it because the movie is basically one 90-minute trailer for horror and thriller movies of the 70s and 80s. Um, what they did on the cover of this was they, they said a movie starring Sylvester Stallone, Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance, and just reeled off all these actors and actresses that appear in this 90-minute trailer um, as being in this film. It's a documentary, basically, and it's mm-hmm. hosted by Nancy Allen and Donald Pleasance, who are kind of sat in a theatre with a crowd, and they're telling you about the history of horror and thrillers over the kind of last, I don't know, 50, 60 years or whatever. Um, but it kind of leans heavily into more recent stuff, or more recent stuff at the time, which was the early 80s. You know, you've got a lot of Halloween in there, there's some Friday the 13th, you've got The Fog... You have um, films like Rosemary's Baby, um, The Birds, Psycho. Um, the list goes on and on. Everybody knows something. Jaws is in there. Everybody knows um, at least a dozen of the movies that appear in this film. It kind of covers different genres as well. You know, you've got a kind of slasher section and a monster section and a, a you know a, a, a villain section. Um, and, you know, this introduced me to a lot of movies that I hadn't seen before. Um, I took a lot of recommendations from it, you know. I was always mm-hmm. like, it doesn't tell you what each film is, though. That's the thing. You've kind of got to look at the end credits and kind of work out for yourself what what you're looking at. So, yeah, so I, I, I just remember going away and, and, and learning about a lot of these movies from this documentary. And it's still a good watch even today. Even now, I think that I bought a recent, um, I think either Shout Factory or Scream Factory, which, whichever one, did a recent um, special edition of it, which had a, a longer cut of it on there, which was a TV version that I'd never seen before, which was interesting. It had a whole lot of different movies in there. Um, but yeah, I, I took a lot of recommendations from this, and uh, I, I I just don't mind dusting it off now and again because it's it's just a lot of fun. It's a great documentary. Yeah, and uh, I when I was watching it along with uh, you know one of the Halloween videos, uh, you know Blu-rays that I have that was the companion to it, and I could just remember Nancy, you know, turning to the camera, breaking the fourth wall, telling you about everything. But yeah. I remember, you know, there was I guess a couple, you know, talking and they were eating popcorn and enjoying the enjoying the show. And Donald Pleasance sneaks up behind them, 
in between them. It says, just watch. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the hell are you doing here, Donald? <laughs> yeah, he's a creepy dude on the best of days, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's good fun and well worth checking out for those of you who, um, who are into kind of 70s and 80s horror. I think my next one I had to put on my list. And I, 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 I think I told you to look it up, and you did, and you've taken the, the piss out of me ever since. And that's Premutus, <laughs> Lord of the Living oh, Jesus. Dead. I love this movie. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the reason why I love it is because it's dubbed horribly. <laughs> the special effects are cheesy to the point of it was had to be an early inspiration of of Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And and the 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 story makes no sense whatsoever. And uh you know, I know Darren has a favorite part in it cuz he told me privately it was the flying booger close up that was in this movie and landed in the girl's mouth. I showed this to every person that has ever come over who says, "Frank, I want to see one of your favorite movies, you know, that no one has ever seen." And I broke this out. And no one has ever talked to me since since they saw this movie. And they said, this is the stupidest movie I've ever seen for a horror movie. And it's free on YouTube. So if anybody wants to look it up, go right ahead. I don't think you're going to get dinged because it's, it's <laughs> German. Uh, and, and I bought the special edition of this motherfucker. <laughs> you didn't. I did. did you really? Yes. And it was a special edition when it first came out. <laughs> Well, I'll give it, you know, the film is out there for sure. You know, I watched it and I was like, what the hell? And we went through a period of recommending movies to him. I'm going to do a podcast with this guy. This is the movies he's watching. (laughs) And I remember watching it and I just thought, Jesus Christ, I thought I watched some shit. Um, (laughs) This, uh, I'll give it that. Some of the special effects are actually quite well done. Um, They're actually quite, you know, stomach churning some of them. They're actually quite, you know, effective. But on the whole, the movie's a complete dog, isn't it? It, it, You know, it's one of those movies that it's so bad, it's good, and you laugh that someone did this. But then you say, you know what? If I did a movie with maybe no to very little money out of my own pocket, this was what it would be. So just for those who who haven't seen it, and there's probably a lot of people... (laughs) Uh, Colin Murdy's really. probably seen it. <laughs> um, just, just tell everybody what, roughly what the what the plot is. So the plot is is that there's a fallen angel before even Lucifer. His name's Premutus, uh, P R E M U T O S. And what he what he is is that if you read from this book, uh, he's supposed to come out, kind of like a Living Dead. And he's supposed to take over the earth with other fallen angels. Uh, and they come back as all zombies. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's there, <laughs> I mean, there's bodily functions in it. I mean, there's a soccer match where a guy gets kicked in the balls. <laughs> but he could tell it was reverse, filmed reverse. They started at the, the, the part where he gets kicked. And they really fast go backwards because that's the only safe way they could do it. The guy finds a book and he reads from it, and uh, you know, Premutus, the first fallen angel, you know, comes out and just wrecks havoc. Uh, yeah, but it's a guilty pleasure, and I show it to everybody, and they're just like, "You're a piece of shit, Frank. I'm not hanging out with you again." <laughs> <laughs> this is your idea of cinema. 
Oh, you know, like, this is your icebreaker with people, isn't it? That's yeah, it. watch this movie. If you could stand it, then you and I could be friends. Yeah, so <laughs> there it is. All right, your uh, your third one. My third and final one is uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, directed by Jim Sharman. Um, can't stand that movie. In, you can't stand it. Released in 1975. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. One that I just crack out whenever we... You know, ever since I was sort of a teenager, I would crack this movie out whenever I'd had a drink or something like that, late at night. I've watched it countless amount of times. I go and see it on stage with Zoe every so often when it comes around. It comes around every two years or something like that. I've seen various iterations of it on stage, from amateur versions of it to, to West End versions of it. Um, and I love it. You know, it's a movie that's way ahead of its time. Even if it's kind of schlocky B movie type sort of homages and presentation, um, make it feel like something from the fifties. It's got a lot of kind of positivity in it, a lot of good messages. That that, 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 that these messages have taken years to actually sort of penetrate through to to, to society nowadays, and mm-hmm. even in twenty twenty one, you know, some of them still haven't cut through. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, Richard O'Brien's performance, I was obsessed with that when I was younger. You know, his his um, version of Riff Raff, superb. I mean, it's the whole thing is kind of conceived by him anyway. Uh, and also Tim Curry as Frankenfurter, who's just fucking brilliant in it. Absolutely superb. Rocker. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he took his inspiration for the voice from the Queen. That's how he... Uh, <laughs> That's how he, you know, he portrays himself. He, he kind of channels the queen while he's doing that character. But um, yeah, Rocky Horror Show, 1975, an absolute guilty pleasure of mine that I will just, I, I can watch it at any time, day or night. Superb. A staple around Halloween, right? In October, everyone usually yeah. is playing that on, on the telly. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I know when I, while I'm driving to work, you know, I put on regular terrestrial radio. I can usually hear at least once a week, you know, time warp. It's just a jump to the left. With your hands on your hips. Yeah, and the weird thing is that the time warp's probably, for me, is probably like the worst song in the film. Um, there are so many, you know... It's too commercial, mo- right, you think? Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just been done to death. But you know, damn it, Janet, and and over at the Frankenstein's place, and and um, you know, Hot Patootie, the Meatloaf track, it's just just superb. There's far if, if people just think that the Rocky Horror Show is this crappy pop song, the Time Warp, they're mistaken. It's it's a lot bigger and better than that. It's a movie that actually, as people have looked at it and forgot all about you know the 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 trans the transvestites in it. Mm. You know, now in today's society, no one sees Tim Curry as you know Doctor Frankenfutter. <laughs> exactly. You know, they they see that as probably one of his best roles he's ever did, besides Pennywise. Oh, I th- yeah, I think so. I think so. He's terrific yeah. in it. It really yeah. is. Yeah, and great legs. Great legs. He has got great legs. <laughs> <laughs> so I have another one. I had to choose between two, so I'm going to put two of them together. Uh, my my final ones are Leprechaun Three, <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> yeah. Leprechaun Three. I, I I hold Leprechaun One, then Three, then Two, because I love Warwick Davis as the Leprechaun 
in Vegas, and no one's paying attention to him. And no one can he, see him. <laughs> he's walking around, and he's looking at all these different uh, adverts and different casinos, and he sees, you know, a, a, a billboard, you know, on the marquee saying "Live Girls," and he's like, "Nope, nope, nope." <laughs> focus, focus. And uh, he's like, uh, he sees the golden nugget, and he's like, I gotta get one of those. He loves Vegas so much because I believe it's a town with no inhibitions. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can go around and do whatever you want. And he's lucky with the dice, and he says, I'm taking over. I think it's really fun. And the one movie I also have to include with it is Jean Claude Van Damme's classic Double Impact. Oh, the one where he's a twin. Yeah, he plays a twin. <laughs> he plays two parts. And one, of course, is from the streets. The other one has, you know, silk underwear and grew up in Beverly Hills. And <laughs> they, at one point, they're fighting with each other because uh, the one brother thinks his brother's sleeping with his girlfriend. And <laughs> I, I had to include that, too, because it's it's fun, action-packed movie. <laughs> Just like Leprechaun 3. Yeah, I saw, I saw double... I remember, like, wasn't it like double the action, double the something, double the double dam. the Van Dam, double, double the, the Dam, yeah. <laughs> I saw this in the cinema when it came out. I don't know, it must be thirty years ago or something. And I just remember, <laughs> it actually, as an action film, it wasn't actually too bad. Uh, but you know, I, I saw part of it on TV not so long ago, and it, it was fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember at the end? You know, where they're all making up because nobody died in it except for yeah. the parents in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like the Disney movie, right? Where all the parents die at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> and so um, they're all hugging and these brothers, you know, come to come to terms of who they are and what their legacy is. And Chad is the Beverly Hills, you know, Van Dam, mm. And uh, he gives the OK sign and it's a pause. A typical, you know, just that. And you hear... <laughs> And you hear gun, guns going off, going. Before the, before the music comes up, it's, yeah. it's typical action. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's cheesy action. It, it, I think it was at the height of Van Damme's career when he did yeah. something like yeah. that. What he said, you know, what, what other Van Damme movie do you want to see? Do you want to see? I know. Let's make two of them. Yeah, let's do that. People will go see it. So that's my uh, that's my final two guilty pleasures tied for third. Yeah, yeah. And t- and folks, tell us what yours are. Tell us what your guilty pleasures are. Pop it in the comments down below. Um, and remember to like and subscribe to the channel as well. Um, it's, everything's growing quite nicely at the moment, and we uh, we like hearing from you guys and and uh, and what you like about what we're doing. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, we got a couple more ideas for quick fires, and uh, you know, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. Uh-huh.